One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 25. Today we are talking about finding community, but a couple of things I wanted to mention up front. First, there's not much that beats finding real community, but it can be surprisingly difficult to do so. And so, because I so enjoy connecting with podcast listeners, and I know you would all love each other, I wanted to offer another option. This weekend, the weekend before this episode goes live, I created a Facebook group called The Good Business Community. The Good Business Community is a group for small business owners who know that doing business is about more than making money. In this group, we'll share tips, tactics, and strategies for building a strong small business, explore different ways that we can use our businesses to make an impact, and most importantly, build connections with other biz owners with similar values. I would love for you to join this community. I set up an easy URL that will redirect you straight to the Facebook group. Just head to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community to join. See you in there. And the second thing I wanted to say up front is if you are someone who really wants to have a business that makes a positive impact, but you aren't sure where to start, you are going to love something I just put together. I created an amazing free guide and workbook that will help you identify what you care about and write it into a strong values statement. This workbook is 17 pages of really good content. It includes some fun bonus content, like my top 10 favorite ways that small businesses can do good and six writing rules of thumb for effective writing. I used this system to create my own statement for Good Sheila, which you can read at goodsheila.com slash goodbusiness. That's G-O-O-D-S-H-E-I-L-A dot com slash goodbusiness. If you want to write your own, pick up your free workbook and guide at makinggoodpodcast.com slash goodbusiness. This guide is so useful, and I'm genuinely super, super proud of it. I cannot wait to hear what you think. Okay, so let's talk about community. I've had a lot of jobs in my life, including cashier at a craft store, nonprofit intern, barista at an organic cafe, college mail center employee, event planner, after school program coordinator, marketing director. Before I started my small business journey, I would have had a hard time coming up with something that all of these jobs had in common. But a few months into my small business journey, I would have been able to answer that question easily. One thing that all of my past jobs had in common that starting a business of your own does not have in common is working with people. 
All of my jobs before starting Good Sheila, my stationary business, involved working with people. As an introvert and someone who is very comfortable spending time alone, I would not have expected this to be difficult for me. But when I started my business, I spent all day alone working from home. I had almost no friends who also owned small businesses. And this matters. When you don't have coworkers, which most of us don't in the beginning, you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. You don't have anyone to commiserate with when you have a tough day. You have no one to give you a pep talk when you get in your head. And you probably don't have anyone to instant message all day long. A few months or half a year into my small business journey, I started to lose motivation. I couldn't understand why. I had quit my nine to five months earlier. I was learning a ton and I was spending my days doing things that I loved. And still, I felt like I was in a funk. So I chugged along slowly and without a lot of motivation for quite a while. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I did it consciously, but for one reason or another, eventually I started meeting people, making friends with other small business people, and I started to feel so much better. All of a sudden, I had people to check in with. I had friends who kept me accountable with what I said I was doing. I had people to bounce ideas around with when I needed another set of eyes. Yes, I have quote unquote real life friends and family who I have consulted along the way and their support has been so important to me. But starting a small business is such a unique journey that you can only really understand if you've been there yourself. And this pattern has continued throughout my small business journey. I have my ups and I have my downs. And usually what makes me feel better when I'm feeling low is finding community with other small business people. I would say that helping me with motivation and mindset is probably the most important thing that community does for me. But here are some other benefits I've noticed of finding community. The opportunity to learn from people who know certain things better than I do. Feedback on my ideas, designs, and marketing messaging when I need a second set of eyes. Collaborations. Organic marketing that happens when you talk to and about one one another on social media. Introductions to people and opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And generally a sense of belonging. Okay, so hopefully I've sold you on the power and potential of having a community. But how do you find these people? I'm going to talk about five ways with you. When it comes to finding community, the five ways that have worked for me are one, Facebook groups, two, social media, three, in-person events, four, friends of friends, and five, courses, memberships, or other paid programs that have an online community element. Okay, so let's talk about the first one, Facebook groups. There is a Facebook group for literally anything. I am in Facebook groups about houseplants, my neighborhood in Seattle, calligraphy, watercolor, body positivity, podcasting, the college I went to, travel, marketing, and a lot more. I would suggest that you look for a few types of Facebook groups. The first category is groups related to running a small business. The second category is groups related to whatever field your business is in. I have a friend who is starting a candle business, and she has found Facebook groups for candle makers that have been invaluable to her. And the third Facebook group is Facebook groups for business people in your area. For general topics related to running a creative business, check out Boss Project or the Gold Diggers Podcast Insiders Group. 
for topics around building a small business that does more than make money, join my brand new group, the Good Business Community. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in podcasting, I love the She Podcast Facebook group. When you participate in Facebook groups, you'll start to get to know people just by interacting. But to take it to the next level, you can set up what in many communities is known as a coffee chat. The term coffee chat is misleading. You're not actually going to go meet them for coffee. It just means setting up a quick Zoom or phone call to get to know each other a little better. Pro tip is at the end of the conversation, make sure to ask the person if there's anything you can do to support their business. A little thoughtfulness goes a long way. To set up a coffee chat, you can start a comment thread in a Facebook group saying something like, Hi, I'm a watercolorist looking to expand my community. If you are a maker who is also getting ready for the holidays and will be up for a chat, I'd love to connect with you. Or if there are people in the group that you connect with already, you can message them directly and just ask. The worst that happens is they're not interested. What do you have to lose? The second thing that has worked for me is social media. We all know that social media can make us feel bad, but if used thoughtfully, it can also be a great way to build connections and community. So how do you go about forming genuine connections on social media? Overall, I think the best way to approach this is to think of the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. I can think of some examples where I have been genuinely touched by a message, mention, or comment that someone has left for me on Instagram. If you follow someone who you relate to, engage with them on their posts, share their posts, mention them on Instagram stories, and most powerfully, send them a thoughtful direct message to say what you appreciate or relate to. There's a quote I've seen before that reads, friendship isn't one big thing, it's a million little things. These small acts of kindness and intention stand out because not very many people do them. Sometimes you'll have just done a good deed for someone and probably made their day. And other times the person will come visit your profile, start following and engaging back with you, and you'll have the beginnings of a friendship. And then at some point, you have to sort of channel your inner first grader who would go up to someone on the playground and say, hey, I like your shirt. Do you want to be my friend? Ask to meet for a Zoom chat to get to know each other better and see if there are ways you can support one another and take it from there. The third strategy is in-person events. There's nothing like connecting in person, and I am looking forward to the day when in-person events can become part of our reality again. Some of my close small business friends I met at a craft show because our booths were next to each other. Often the highlight of a craft show I've sold Good Sheila at has not actually been the money I've earned, but the friendships I've gained with other vendors. I've also done an in-person retreat with Raina, former guest on this podcast, and it's amazing what strong connections you can build by spending a few days with people. I won't go into too much detail here about in-person events because they're not really on the table right now, but my stance is that in-person connections are very, very hard to replace digitally. When it's safe and allowed, I highly recommend finding some ways to connect in real life to expand your business community. The fourth strategy is friends of friends. This is one of those strategies that seems so easy you might be tempted to ignore it. But if you're looking to grow your creative community, try starting with your existing network. Send a message, an email, or a text to 10 people saying something like this. 
Hi friend, I'm looking to get connected with other makers and small business people. Do you know anyone you could connect me with? It's honestly that easy, and I think you'd be surprised at the results. You can start by asking to be put in touch by email, then set up a Zoom or phone call, and then when life finally starts to look a little bit more normal, meet them in person if they're nearby. And the last strategy is courses, memberships, and other paid programs that have an online community element. I'm a big believer in investing in yourself. When I get stuck on something in my business, I found that I'll let it slow me down unless I, one, outsource it, or two, learn how to do it better myself. The communities associated with paid programs are often excellent ways to find community because everyone in them has paid to be there, so they are very heavily invested in making the most and being engaged. A couple of paid programs I'm in that have awesome communities are the Mindful Social Club, formerly known as Sweaty Social Club. There's a Slack channel that is so supportive and active. Social Curator, which is Jasmine Starr's membership. I'm a member for the images she provides and her Facebook community is excellent. And then Amy Porterfield has a couple of groups associated with her programs that are super active. If you're interested in building your email list, check out the List Builder Society which has an accompanying Facebook group called the Insiders Club. So there are my five strategies. You can find links, recommendations, and details of what was mentioned in this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 25. Earlier, I talked about my new community for small business people who are focused on making a positive impact. You can join that group, and I hope you will, by heading to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community, or you can just go to Facebook and search Good Business Community in the search bar. I would also love to help you get clear on what you care the most about and what you're going to use your business to do about it. If you want my free guide and PDF, head to makinggoodpodcast.com slash goodbusiness. If this is your first time tuning in and you are interested in learning more about my businesses, check out my plant-inspired stationery company, goodsheila.com. That's G-O-O-D-S-H-E-I-L-A.com. Or Seattle Retail Shop, Station 7 at station, the number 7, seattle.com. Thank you so much for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time. Bye.